Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. In case you didn't already know, our team is thrilled to be able to broadcast this weekend's ITA Division I Women's National Indoor Championships in Seattle. We'll have coverage from first ball to last as 16 of the top Division I women's tennis teams in the country do battle for the right to be named the National Indoor Champion and as part of of our preview of this weekend's action. What I will attempt to do on this show over the next few days is speak with each of the head coaches of the 16 teams that will be competing in Seattle. I'll ask each of them to help recap their ITA kickoff weekends, talk about the strengths in each of their respective rosters. I'm also curious to hear what are they most looking forward to learning about their team throughout the course of the action in Seattle. And then wanted to ask each of these coaches about some big picture things. Certainly the announcement of NCAA individuals moving to the fall. I was fascinated to hear what all these coaches thought about that. I also wanted to know what each of these coaches think of the broader landscape in the Division I women's scene at this point of the year. But, you know, again, more generally, we have fantastic interviews coming up over the course of this week for all of you Cracked Rackets fans, for all of you college tennis fans. A massive thank you to every one of these coaches who certainly have a busy week ahead for taking the time to speak with me. With that in mind, let's get to it. It's press row here at Cracked Rackets as we all prepare for the 2023 Division I Women's National Indoor Championships to begin. Hey, Crack fans, before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link to get signed up? Just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. So you go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information, one location with our friends at Swing Vision. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here on our show. Of course, someone you know best as the head coach of the University of Michigan women's tennis team. Welcome back to the show, Ronnie Bernstein. Ronnie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be on the show with you. 
It is always a pleasure to have you, and it's always in particular a pleasure when we have something very fun to discuss, and that fact is, of course, that Michigan will be headed back to the Final 16 field at the National Indoors for the first time since 2020. Let's just get right into it. After last season, when we'll say doubles was always an adventure for this University of Michigan team, to clinch the doubles point in the fashion that you did, obviously, whether it's Kari's down-the-line pass to clinch things on match point, whether it's at two doubles, Julia missing the backhand volley on match point number one, ultimately taking it in the breaker. To have the double success you guys have had and get back to the national indoors, what does that mean to you in this program? Yeah, no, we're excited. I mean, it was a goal of ours to get back there. We haven't been there in a couple of years. Um, and like you said, the doubles was a challenge last year, and a lot of it is confidence. You know, I think you, you start losing a few and you start doubting yourself. So I'm really happy with the start. I mean, that was a huge point, obviously, um, last weekend against Oklahoma State. It gave me a few more gray hairs, but um, we were lucky. We were very lucky to, you know, get that doubles point. And, um, you know, even without it, I feel like our, our singles lineup is stacked and, and we can hang with anybody there. Well, to that point. I am convinced there was some sort of phone call this offseason, and I've got my sources tracking down confirmation, but did you and Melissa call one another and just say, look, we make a vow that the Big Ten will never get boxed out of the rankings again? Because when I look at the start for you guys, obviously to beat Michigan, get a couple of wins over Oklahoma State and Kansas for Ohio State to do what they have done It's been a rough couple of seasons, rankings-wise, results-wise, maybe, for the Big Ten. Was Was there any additional fuel for this unit with that fact in mind coming into this season? Because, again, the starts for both programs, it's been remarkable to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think it helps our conference that we're both going. You know, I think uh, 2020, um, we only played a Big Ten schedule after COVID, so that um, you know, it was tough. And I think uh, Ohio State and Northwestern made it there. So, I mean, that helped, you know, all of us. So, I mean, it definitely helps us. Um, and even picking, you know, where you're going to go in the draft is is tricky, right? I mean, you know, Ohio State's hosting. I'm not going there. I want them to make it through as well. So, um, you know, it's good for our conference, for sure, the start that we both had. Um, it puts us in good shape, you know, moving forward. And, you know, each program, especially, you know, I'm worried about mine, but we get three, you know, opportunities, hopefully four, you know, if, if we can go all the way. But just to have the three opportunities this weekend in Seattle and kind of see where we are. Um, but I think we've been tested. You know, I feel like we've almost been in the Big 12 to start here. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I've seen enough of Oklahoma State for a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I always like a doubleheader within the uh, week time span is always good for the uh, good for the soul. But, you know, y- you made this comment earlier, stacked in singles and, you know, looking at your team so far, 16 and four in dual match play in singles. And let's be clear, three of those matches are against top 15 teams. Right now, we are in a unique era in college tennis where there is an extra year of eligibility for all those athletes impacted by that 2020 COVID season. That said, talk to me about the depth and what you've seen from this group, because what's been so amazing to me is seeing how many different pathways you all have found to four points. It really does feel like everyone's contributed to start the year. Yeah, I mean, there's not a spot, um, you know, maybe in years past, I don't know if we've had a little bit of, you know, the doubles obviously was an issue last year, but 
we're relatively young. I mean, I, we don't have any of these super seniors. Um, you know, we've had Sir Dan playing. You know, she's our only senior, really, that's starting in the singles right now. So we're pretty young. Um, you know, I don't think age matters, really. You know, I, I think our girls are competing hard. Um, you know, it was it was more like, how are we going to, what are we going to do in November and December to be ready this year? And I think that's something in the you know, two years before that maybe we didn't come back ready in January. Um but it was a goal of our team. We have really good kids, good leadership, and um, they made a point to come in ready, and we've taken advantage of it, of it so far. Well, it's interesting to hear you call this a young group because, again, you don't have many super seniors. That said, you know everyone except Lily has match play under their belt at some point in their college careers. And I'm curious for you how you approach this fall where I think your team went a collective, I have a 96 and 51, or excuse me, 38 and 16 in regional play in singles, 17 and 10 in doubles. You know, did you approach this fall differently knowing you had a group of returners who at least all had something in their back pocket to lean on? Yeah, no, it was the same. I mean, I try and give them the, the most opportunities I can in the fall. You know, we pretty much play the same schedule. I mean, we started with the NC State tournament, which is super tough. Um, you know, we did well in regionals. It's It's been pretty much the same. Um, it's just a good group. You know, Lily has done an amazing job as a freshman coming in, um, just kind of fitting in and, and has seemed, you know, under pressure, really experienced. So, um, you know, nothing really different in the fall. We've had the pieces, you know, a couple years, you know, even to last year, I thought we ended up really well, you know, winning the conference tournament, got a rough draw on the NCAAs. So it's just kind of taking advantage of your opportunities. And I think we have to start the season. Um, obviously a tough weekend coming up. You never know what the draw is going to look like, but we've put ourselves in place and I feel like we're playing with confidence that um, we're going to be tough to beat. I want to ask you about a bunch of your players, but let's start with Lily in particular because I happened to be at the Oklahoma match and, you know, I thought her and Julia played really good doubles then. They've played good doubles all season, but watching her, you know, stay competitive in that three-set match after the match had already been clinched, sometimes as a freshman, maybe you go away in that moment, or to watch her down, love 40, four match points as Kari's closing in on the finish line, and look, Yes, I could lose this match, but your team is still in the winning position, and yet Lily doesn't do that. Talk to me about her and just, again, that aspect of things because I feel like that's pretty rare from a freshman. And then B, and this is stupid question number one of the show, what do you do when you're coaching someone with two hands on both sides? Because you just don't see it that frequently anymore. Yeah, I I don't even talk about the technique with the two hands because I don't know but <laughs> Yeah, you know, that match against Oklahoma was tough because we clinched it and the girls were excited and it's hard to keep playing. You know, it was kind of up and down from both of them. It, they played probably an hour by themselves. Um, so that was tough. It was good to see her get through that. Um, and really at Oklahoma State where Kari was, you know, close to finishing, I just kept telling her it may come down to you. Because if Kari doesn't win that second set and she splits, we can't let this one go. You know, she was looking down. So the scoreboard is such an interesting thing because you can't look at it. Because if Kari doesn't win that, you know, pull it out that day, um, you know, Lily could let that go at five all in the third. Um, so it was really important to just have her focus and, and just kind of stay on your court because things change quickly in tennis. Um, so I'm just proud of her. I mean, she competes so hard. She cares a lot about our program. Um yeah, but the two hands, I don't, I don't touch that. So <laughs> That's a stay away. I like it. Um, no, I mean, yeah. 
Look, up and down the lineup, you talked about it, the flexibility you have. And, you know, Jaden and Kari have flipped around at that number one and two spots. And certainly it helps when Andrea was goes undefeated to start her dual match season. And she had a really good fall as well. I think something like 10 and three. Um, talk to me about that line of flexibility because I see both sides of the coin. I'm sure it's both a blessing to know like, okay, we can probably find four points in a bunch of different ways. At the same time, it's always nice as a coach to be like, all right, one, three, six, and either doubles or five. Like that's going to be our path to four. I don't know if it's that clear cut yet for your team. What's that balance been like for you so far? Yeah, it's not, it's not clear cut. And I think, you know, when you have certain spots that you can win, it puts pressure on those kids. So I feel like our kids probably one through six are playing a little f- more free than they would. You know, if you're depending on Kari maybe and, and Julia or whatever, it, the others are going to, um, you know, puts more pressure on them to come through. So I feel like they all trust each other right now. I mean, we're four matches in um, and this tennis thing can change, but I feel like they're all trusting each other. Um, and we, we feel like we can get wins everywhere which is very important, um, you know, I think with any college team. So it, it, it just helps them play a little freer, I think. Mm-hmm. And to that point on trust, and because, some, you know, that's something you hear from coaches more and more as I'm around this game because everyone's really good at tennis. And it comes down to ultimately who are the teams who can get through in the big moments, who are the teams that don't look at the scoreboard and say, oh, no, we're down four first sets, this match is over. I do, um, I'm, because I'm sure listeners are curious what that actually looks like, building that trust amongst your team. And I'm sure it helps to have all the returners you do to be, you know, at least year two together as a nucleus. But what are some of the things you guys have done to build that trust? Because that was something that stood out to me in that Oklahoma match. Yeah, I think it's interesting with our team. You know, if you look at our lineup, Kari and Jaden were playing doubles together when they were 10 years old. You know, we have pictures of them you know, with little trophies in their hands and, you know, super cute stuff. And the over under is 10 and a half times that picture gets posted throughout the year, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a week week ago you saw Julian and Lily in a picture, you know, when they were little kids. So they've known these kids have known each other for years, you know, grown up with each other. Um, You know, that's, that's part of the trust thing. Um, We have a lot of the Midwest kids, you know, a lot of our kids live together. Um, so they, you know, it's, it's just a, a tight knit group. They have big goals, um, and they believe in each other. You know, they work hard every day. They push each other and, you know, the indoors was a goal. And I think, you know, we got there, but we have a lot of goals. I feel like they, they feel good about this year and, and where we're heading. Well, with that in mind, as you guys look to Seattle, because, you know, I was there in 2020 when you guys very close, probably should have beaten Stanford in that round of 16 match. And, you know, obviously, you know what that national indoors as a litmus test can be for where you stand more broadly nationally. What is the goal as you approach this national indoor event? I mean, for every team there, obviously, you're trying to win a national championship. But this early in the season, what do you want to see from your team uh, at this event? Yeah, we're going to take it day by day. There's not going to be an easy match. Um I mean, if we can get two wins, I think it's fan- one win is fantastic there. You know, I think that's the goal of any team. You know, we're just going to take Friday. We'll see the draw tomorrow. It comes out. We're going to we're going to fight like heck on Friday, whoever we play. Um, and then that's it. I mean, all you can do is compete and give it your all. And hopefully you get four points. If you don't, I've, I'm still going to feel good about it. Um, if, if we can do that as a program. And I feel 
you know, a couple wins over the weekend would be fantastic for us. It puts us in great shape. We already have, you know, a few good wins under our belt already. So, um, and we should not go in with the pressure. You know, I don't, I don't know where we'll, we'll be ranked or seated, but we're going to have some opportunities and just play free and swing and um, we'll see where that takes us. Are you at all concerned that there might be some sticker shock just in the sense of like, it's been a while since you've been at the national indoors. And to your point, every team is good when you haven't been there. Sometimes the first 30 minutes can be rough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, none of our kids have been there. I think Serdan has, I guess she was there in 20 and Hammond um, played, but these guys are experienced. I don't think, um, you know, they're going to be excited to get there for sure. But I think, like I said, I mean, we believe, you know, we belong there and we've been tested already. We haven't played, you know, an easy schedule to get there. Um, we've been playing indoors. Maybe some of these teams have not, you know, I, some of these have just been outdoors and it's, it's different indoors. So, um, yeah, we'll try and calm them down before, but I, you know, that's part of it, but there's going to be other teams that, you know, maybe, you know, some of their kids are younger and haven't been there as well. So there's a few new teams going, but, um, you know, we'll handle that. You know, that's the beauty of being on the court with them and, and calming them down and, and, and getting them ready. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that in mind, I want to ask this to every coach because I know it's only a month in, but you talked about how good all of these teams are at the national indoors and certainly something we've talked about here at Cracked Rackets. It's the depth. It's not even just the top end talent. It's the fact that five, six singles, you have players like Andrea in those positions and you're like, are you serious? Um, you know, just about on every roster that with that in mind, what is the thing you feel most confident with your group heading to Seattle? Yeah, it's all of that. It's it's how hard we compete. It's what we, it's the schedule. I mean, it's the same stuff. It's a schedule we've played so far and, and getting through tough moments. You know, I, I feel like we're battle tested. You know, getting through Oklahoma State was not easy. You know, they had a big crowd. It's tough there. The courts are really fast. Um, you know, we did it on the road, which was tough. I think, uh, you know, super proud of of being able to accomplish that we played Kansas first round. That was not easy. I mean, they're a very good team. Um, so I feel like we're battle tested. I feel like we're going in with confidence. Um, yeah, we're just going to go for it. Yeah. And you know, again, not to put down because to your point, everyone on the roster has performed so well so far, but one of the differences I see in this group is certainly the leap up top for Jaden and Kari and just having that clear cut top two, what that can help you do, not only to compete amongst the best, but to separate yourself from, you know, the broader college tennis, I suppose, public at large or teams at large. And, you know, for Jaden last year, it was an incredible season for her. I think she lost what, like two dual matches overall in the year, 21 and two. And obviously Kari's been battling at that top spot since she walked on campus in Ann Arbor. But when I look at this team, I kind of think like, oh, it's like it's like when we had Amina and Ronit. We it slipped. Sorry, listeners, it was gonna slip eventually. It took me fifteen minutes for the first we to slip. But like I, th- I think about that sixteen team when you know that's my junior year of college, and you know when you bring those two into the gunfight, and then you have the depth as well. That's what makes a team elite. Do you think you've seen some really good top twos in your time? Do you think Jaden and Kari have elevated themselves to that to that place? Yeah, I think they're up there. You know, I'll take them against anybody, you know, they see this weekend. I think what's interesting with them is they play so differently, too. It's fascinating. You know, it's it's going to be best. such a, 
it's such a different matchup for, you know, whoever I put it one and two. It's just completely different. You're going to play Jaden, who comes forward. You're going to play Kari. That's going to make you work for every single point. Like, she'll she'll just stay out there all day. So, it's I, I think that's the cool thing about having those guys up top. Um, and they're really good. So, that helps as well. But, yeah, I mean, I'll take them against anybody in the country. Mm-hmm. No, it, it is fascinating because, yeah, you have the weapons of Jaden who just – I mean, that's Sleeth match because obviously Sleeth wants to extend rallies, wants to wear you down. And Jaden was like, nope, I'm moving in. Like, we're not having this today. And it was just so great to see her play. Obviously, the tough result at Oklahoma State, but to bounce back in match number two. And then, yeah, I always just say, like, put two and a half hours on the clock, and then we'll check back in on Kari because she'll still be out Kari. there. Could st- it, yeah, it'll be halfway through set two, and it's two and a half hours in. And you're like, okay, now we can go watch that battle. But, you know, again, as I look at the lineup, I do think those two have separated themselves. Do you feel like your lineup is set or do you feel like you're still going to be tinkering? Because, again, you do have a lot of options. I know Nicole got in against Oklahoma State and, you know, certainly it feels like you can play around should you choose. Yeah, I almost think one through six, you know, is really close. Mm-hmm. We're really close. Here. I mean, three through six for sure. You know, Serdan at six, Gala at five, you know, against Oklahoma State. Um, you know, it's it's very close. So as as we play, I mean, things can bounce around. There's nothing set. Um, it's a long season. We've got a lot of tennis ahead of us. So, um, you know, the people are going to play where they where they deserve to play. And, and hopefully it's a hard, you know, everybody's winning and it's going to be a tough thing for me. So. Um, but nothing's set, but I, I feel good about it. Um, wherever we put, you know, any of our any of our players, put in the cold, put in Mary Kelly, I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Now, I always say the dartboard method. Just roll it, throw. Congrats, you're playing two today. Like, congrats, you're at four. Um, it does feel like it's that sort of year. And, you know, with that in mind, you talked about what you know about this group. Headed to Seattle, what's your biggest unknown? What do you want to learn about this team over the course of the weekend? It's kind of what you said, you know, when we get there, how we're going to handle it. You know, we ha- no one has been there yet. Um, I remember when I first got to Michigan, the first time we got to NCAAs, we, it was at Georgia and our girls were like freaked out. Like just, I mean, they got the gifts and they were just freaking out. I'm like, we actually have a match to play, you know, like let's, let's act like we've been here before. So I do think this, this team is, you know, our program has come a long way since when I first walked on campus. I feel like, you know, we, our team and our girls believe that they belong, and that's a big part of it. So I don't think there's going to be any shock value. Um, they're going to be ready. We're going to get a good, you know, practice in. Um, you know, the unknown is there's, you know, we don't know who we're playing yet. The unknown is there's so much parity. I couldn't tell you who's going to win that tournament. <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be who, you know, handles the pressure better, who competes better, because, you know, you saw from the kickoff weekends, I mean, there were some results that you, you know, you didn't think were going to happen. So there's nothing, um, can't take anything for granted. We're just going to go there and, and fight and, you know, see how it comes out. Well, to that end, it's a question I want to ask every coach because I'm trying to obviously pick the brains of the best minds in college tennis and the scholars are all arguing. Who is the favorite entering this national indoors? In your mind, is there a clear cut favorite in the country or to your point, is it still unclear? I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's a favorite. I mean, obviously UNC, you know, has won it a couple years in a row. They play indoors. I mean, they're obviously very good top to bottom. Um, 
but they're kids and they're, you got kids playing and there's pressure. Um, you got to keep matches close, close, right. If you, if you can hang, um, which I think we can, um, you put pressure on people. So I would say maybe they're the, the favorite. I mean, what if they won it two years in a row? I don't even know three years in a row, something three like years, that. Yeah. So, I mean, talk to me as not the Michigan coach. Maybe they're the favorite. Uh, but we're going in. I mean, we're going in hoping we're taking it one. We're going to go in and try and win Friday, whoever we play. Um, if it's UNC, you know, let's go. I feel like our girls know them. And um, obviously they're a great team, but there's a lot of great teams there. And, and pressure is, is something that you can't, you know, take for granted. We'll see how people handle it. It's going to be fascinating to watch it all unfold. And, you know, with that in mind, obviously looking at this group, you start out 4-0, get a couple of big wins, have positioned yourself to certainly be in the conversation for maybe not even just hosting an NCAA regional, but maybe super regional as well. Is that a goal you have for this team this year? Is that, you know, what are the things this group is looking to accomplish? Yeah, that's a goal. It makes your the road a lot easier. You know, we felt it last weekend at Oklahoma State. It's not easy. Um, we haven't hosted the first two rounds of the NCAAs in a couple of years. I mean, that's always a goal. If we could host, you know, the Super Regional, um, that's a goal of all our girls. It's much, I, I say it's much warmer in um, Ann Arbor than it is other places. So um, if we could play at home, um, certainly a goal and, you know, it's to be playing your best tennis in May, and I feel like we're we're playing well now. We got to keep we got to keep going. Mm-hmm. How do you approach this group to ensure you're not peaking now? Like what? Is, I'm always curious. How do how do you go about pacing the girls this season? Because certainly there's a lot to have been excited about already. Yeah, there, there's there's no real answer to that. I I was a little worried about Oklahoma State coming in because we had that emotional win last week sure. and. I tried to make it like this is another great opportunity for us on our schedule. You know, it is the same team, which is we've never really done that, Um, you know, played somebody back to back. So it's like, are we going to have a letdown because we got so up for that match last week? Um, But it's just match by match. We can't never we can never sit back and think this is going to be, you know, we got this. I mean, they have to bring it every every day. And, And we have a men's program that has a ton of energy and our goals have sort of uh taken on some of that so we we want to play with a lot of energy and and spirit and um you know that goes a long way in college tennis Mm -hmm. well you bring that up that's interesting because there is something to michigan being one of the schools ohio state another one of them virginia is another one of them you can point to a couple where both the men's and women's programs are going to be at the national indoors and having both programs dare i say clicking right now what does that do for just Michigan tennis in general? Does that does that help? Is there program crossover? Yeah, you know, our teams are super close. Um, Adam is the best. You know, he supports us. Um, you know, he, he sets a high bar. I'm just trying to keep up with him, I tell him. So, um, no, just a great guy. I mean, their guys are fantastic. I mean, they're on a run. Um, you know, they've put together already great wins. So, um, we expect a lot of both programs at Michigan. I think in all our athletics, that's kind of the standard. So um, I'm just trying to keep my job. So i got to keep up. <laughs> well, you say that, but only one of you has 300 wins. And that's you, Coach. Who ob- And obviously you passed that threshold last year, first in program history to do so. You know, 
What does that mean to you to, to be at that point where, again, you are now the wins leader in Michigan women's tennis history? It means I'm old, Alex, closer to retirement. <laughs> um, no, I, we've had fantastic kids come through our program. You know, I've been super lucky. Um, I feel fortunate to be at Michigan. I can recruit from the best. Um, and it's really the kids. You know, you're you're putting them on the court, but they're they're getting it done. Um, so, yeah, it, it just means I've been here a long time and um, hopefully I have a few more wins in me. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. You have not been there for too long. You've been there a perfect amount of time. And actually, I think we maybe this is like the midpoint. This is where the second arc comes in. This, this is where uh, you've been syndicated, I should say. You're a syndicated show now. That's how I'll refer to it. Um, but yeah, I take that as you will. But, you know, again, um, you talk about the players. And obviously, there have been so many good ones to come through your program in college tennis over the years, yourself included. Um, and, you know, right now, one of the things I want to ask every coach about is there's a top 100 player in college tennis, not college tennis ranked top 100, but Diana Schneider's top 100 in the WTA rankings. And she's playing college tennis this year. What do you think that does for college tennis? I mean, it's given us a lot of exposure. Um, you know, I watched the Australian Open when she played. I mean, they're mentioning college tennis. You see, you know, the, and you see Dave in the stands. I mean, I think it's great for college tennis. Um, she's a great player. You know, it's it's the kids are getting opportunities to play one of the best in the world. Um, it can only help. It can only help us. Um, I wish she was on my team, but it would help me more. But yeah, it's great for college tennis. It's great to see a kid like that who's who's invested in it and. And willing to, you know, turn down men, turn down money essentially to play college tennis and stay an amateur. So, um, you know, we'll see. You know, it definitely helps their program, and um, it's good to see her out there. When you're recruiting, do you find yourself selling college as a pathway to the pros more now than you did in the past, or maybe not really? Um, I don't really. I mean, I'm more, you get a great education. You're going to, you know, come to a great school with great academics, great athletics, you know, great town. Um, we've had kids that want to play after we still have Amina out there playing. Um, and if they want that, you know, I'm going to help them get there. You know, we have all different kids in our program. Some go on to be doctors, some wanted to play after, but, um, it can be, I mean, I, I went to school for four years and played after it's definitely possible. Um, to do both. So, uh, but I'm more well-balanced. Let's get the education um, and then afterwards give it a try. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, NCAA is moving to the falls. I I know we talked, we've talked about it before, but you know, they're officially going to try it. What was your reaction to that announcement? I mean, I'm not necessarily a fan, to be honest. I mean, we'll see how that plays out. Um, I think it's tough um, to select people. Uh, I think for me, I want to see a kid earn it and play their season and, and have the results. I don't necessarily think one good tournament should be the decider. You have a couple good wins and you're in the tournament. I feel like it should be, you know, a total resume of your year, but we'll see. I hope it's better for college tennis. I feel like a lot of people do think that it is, um, and we'll give it a go and, um, you know, see how it works out. But I, I just think the selection and then the doubles is tough. You can't really figure out your teams because you got to go with with something maybe the whole fall to see if you can get kids in. But um, 
I'm all for making college tennis better. And if that's the pathway that people feel, um, I'm on board. The doubles part is not something I thought about. That's a very good point. You have like, it's just because one thing, one adjustment I would make for singles is maybe you incorporate things like pro events or for freshmen, if they have a really good San Diego where they beat six incoming freshmen as well, that sort of thing should matter. I hadn't thought about the doubles aspect, but if you would incorporating non-college results into the selection criteria, I mean, I think they're going to have to do it. Is that something you're okay with? Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that, though. I think it's really? strictly fall. Yeah, I don't think there's non-college. So it's going to be the regional events are going to be the, um, how you qualify. Um, there's going to be certain events in the fall. So I'm not sure that it's going to be outside of the college, you know, fall um, schedule. So that's my only thing. I just think, you know, if you get hot or for a tournament and you win a couple matches, you're in the NCAAs. And um, I just know kids have worked so hard for that every year. You know, it's to the end. You don't know if you're getting in, you where you're ranked. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan, but um, we'll see how it goes. I'll say this, a two-week regional, first two weeks of September in Ann Arbor, gorgeous. Gorgeous for outdoor tennis. I can think of worse scenes. Um, not that I'm biased, but I can think of worse scenes for college tennis to be played. At the very Not in least, October? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> October is different because at that point it's football. Yeah. The problem is, so we, right. we, I should say, so my birthday is the first weekend of October, October 6th, shout out. And we would always host a club tennis event at the Varsity Tennis Center that weekend. It was I always said it was the birthday gift I planned for myself. Um, and like that's the last week you can do it because then the weekends just get so crowded with football. And like early September, you can sneak it in. Right. Yeah. We're football weekends. You cannot do anything in Ann Arbor. That, <laughs> exactly. that town is that town. Our tennis center becomes a tailgate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, football rules. Uh, yeah. but, but I mean, our facilities, our outdoor facility you've seen, it's on a nice day. It's one of the best. Um, yeah. so yeah, we'll and, see. I, I hope the, I hope the fall individuals is a huge success. I really do because, um, you know, that's probably where we're heading and, um, it's just the selections that I'm just not sure about, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be fascinating to watch it all unfold. Last question for you. I know they just announced the ATP Challenger ITA relationship. Do you expect something similar to emerge on the women's side? Because obviously, you know, we've seen more uh, pro events on college campuses who wouldn't love a formal relationship. You would hope for the women. I think it would be a a huge step in the right direction. Um, Yeah, I haven't heard about, I I heard about the ATP. I don't know where we are with the WTA stuff, but it would be great for the girls. We have a lot of great players that um, would be worthy um, and it sets them up, you know, for the kids that do want to play pro events and and get to that next level. So hopefully that's going to be announced soon. Yeah, no, I mean, again, it's exciting times in college tennis and exciting times for the University of Michigan back to the national indoors for the first time since 2020. Uh, Coach, I always appreciate you taking the time to chat and I look forward to seeing you and the team compete in uh, in Seattle, I should say, this weekend. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. Go Blue. Yeah, I'll slip it in. Go Blue. Thank you, Coach. We'll see you soon.